1: Hi there, it's Ricky Wilson here, sitting in for Chris with the best of The Breakfast Show podcast from Virgin Radio with Sky. Coming up, delightful designer Tan France shares all about his new BBC2 documentary, Beauty and the Bleach. Singing sensation Beverly Knight gives us the rundown on the cast album for West End musical, The Drifter's Girl. Busted's Charlie Simpson talks about his latest solo album, Hope is a Drug. Superstar chef Chris Baber makes our mouths water with his debut cookbook, Easy. And marathon man Hugh Brasher tells us how you can get involved in his fundraiser, Run for Ukraine. So, Sophia, let's kick things off. Tell us who's up first.
2: Button your shirts, comb your hair and do the French tuck Everyone's favourite fashion icon and one-fifth of the Fab Five is in town Here to discuss his upcoming BBC2 documentary, Beauty and the Bleach Our next guest is unveiling important and personal experiences of colourism Please welcome the always delightful and always stylish, it's Tan France Hello,
0: hi everyone
1: Hi Tan What a lovely intro It was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, very peppy for this time of the morning I try my best Wow, oh, it's, I'm flagging, but you're here now, so <laughs> yeah. you, you'll perk me up. Uh, can I just start first and foremost by saying thank you for making this program? Of course, thank you so much. I watched so it last nice night; it was terrific. Uh, it's uh, it just shows you've got so much to learn as mm-hmm. a human being, isn't it? And it was so mm-hmm. great seeing you feel your way through it as well. And it felt like I was learning with you, which was great. Thanks. So explain to us what the show's all about. So Beauty
0: in the Bleach is a documentary about colorism. Uh, many people, especially white folk, have never heard that term before or don't understand it, so let me explain real quick. It's when people within a community are judged based on the tone of their skin. So it's not racism. Uh, it's colorism, which is if you are lighter skinned, you are uh, most likely going to be treated well. If you are darker skinned, you are perceived as... Um, not. Uh, not likely. You're not likely going to achieve the success you might want to if uh, if you were lighter skinned.
1: Right, and
0: that makes sense. You talk to some kids as well, and you're so good with kids. Thanks. I, uh, that was one of the most... In- I've done a lot of intimidating things the last few years. That was probably the most intimidating <laughs> space I've been in in a long time. It's
1: weird, isn't it? Walking to a <laughs> classroom full kids. Yeah. Yeah. Terrifying. Are they scare me. Yeah. I've done a couple of kids' programmes, and oh. it is terrifying, isn't it? Yeah. But they have so, they're so insightful. Yeah, they are. it's really interesting that you can learn loads from young people yeah. uh, who are going through it at the time. Stuff that you went through, yeah. you know, that's... 15 years ago let's say Yeah 6 or 7 years (laughs) ago I'm so young Um, You know Here's
0: the thing I I thought that times had changed Mm. I haven't lived in the UK for just under fifteen years, and I thought that things had gotten better. Mm. Um, it, I'm sad to see that they haven't. And it's uh, this—I it, sound uh, making it sound like this um, documentary is really like a Debbie Downer. It's just insightful. Oh no, it's, like it, it really is. It really
1: is. I learned a, a lot, and what was great yeah. about it was seeing someone like yourself, mm-hmm. who you know for outwardly appearances we think that you've got it sorted mm-hmm. you're so sorted yeah. and then see that you've there's hidden things that you're kind of revealing to us yeah. that show that we're all built of extraordinary kind of nuances yeah. and things about ourselves so we, we don't really want to reveal but when we do it's kind of a relief isn't it yeah I, I honestly think
0: that that's why uh, myself and my castmates on Queer Eye do such a good job I think we've all gone through uh, incredibly difficult times mm. um, and so we're able to empathise with the people that we help and so I think that's my superpower on the show is that i i i feel so deeply for these people that we
1: help yeah it's an important show thanks it's an important show you you even go and see a psychotherapist yeah and that that gets that gets deep
0: yeah i uh, let me tell you they had to force me to go and see a therapist i'm not that american yet (laughs) Uh, really you haven't haven't
1: gone full therapy i've never been to therapy Uh, I, i tried it i'll try anything
0: in the pursuit of happiness. <laughs> I, uh, I, she was wonderful. And yeah. I know therapy works for many people. I just, I tell everyone my feelings anyway. Why would I right. pay someone to tell, tell them my feelings? Life is your therapy. Yeah. Get it um, out. But it was really interesting. I, it was a moment that made me rethink the way I treat myself. I've been punishing myself about bleaching my skin for years and years and years. Uh, and so for the first time, I started to think,
1: oh, maybe it wasn't my fault i well I, I recommend everyone should watch this show because it's Thanks. it's really as important as human beings you know color yeah. creed, whatever, to learn from yeah. each other yeah. and it's a really important show because you know it, it's something I'm, you know it's something that you haven't really talked about openly or confronted before and, no. uh, and it was just it was just great to go on that journey with you oh, I used the word journey. <sighs> I know. That's my background in uh, TV talent (laughs) shows coming out there.
0: Um, I try and avoid using that word as much as possible. However, it was. was. I hate to use this term also, but it really was a journey I went on. I came back to the UK
1: for a couple of weeks to film it, and I didn't know what to expect. Um, I'm really, really glad I did it. And we can see Beauty and the Bleach next Wednesday, 27th of April at 9 pm on BBC Two or on BBC iPlayer, and I can't wait. Yeah. Now, what's this about you and me in a hot tub? Okay, right, because he came in and said he's met me before and I...
2: You look really concerned. Not concerned,
1: I was excited.
2: <laughs> you looked a little concerned.
0: What happened? You wouldn't have recognised me. I was very young at the time. I think right. I was like 19, 18, 19, it was 20 years ago. Yeah, so if you were 19, I would have been about 16, right? Mm, yeah, you yeah, yeah, we were so close yeah. in age. And uh, I used to work at a very uh, prominent uh, telecommunications company. And as part of my... Uh, You're so trained. Uh, effects, I love it. Thanks. And I worked... Uh, and. And when I worked there, I won a competition to go to one of these big festivals. I think it was V Festival. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's even a thing anymore. Anyway, so I went and, uh, and they said, oh, there's a hot tub here. We're going to get everyone to go in. And there was only me and two other people who had won this competition. And then you and your band came and joined us in the hot tub. Wow. I don't think you were meant to be there. And I
1: don't think you had swimming trunks on. Oh, right. So I wasn't Was I you in w- full control of my faculties. And by that, I mean mentally, not my... No, you were not. Lack I, of swimming trunks.
0: No, you all you you or You all joined us in your underwear, and I thought, <laughs> I wonder if they've got a second pair of underwear to then go on stage later. Um, no, I don't think you did. Always thinking. Yeah, I was. I was so concerned about your sartorial choices. So um, stylish. Yeah, and, uh, and you only stayed in there a while and I don't think you realised where you were.
1: Well, there you go. <laughs> you know, I, it's funny because I was saying that I often get asked what's the most rock and roll stories I have and I always go, I've never done anything. But obviously I do them when I can't remember.
0: I really hope that in the future you'll say uh, that you shared a hot tub with Tom France.
1: Well, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't wait to tell my wife <laughs> she's always always, always encouraging me to experiment and, and it
2: turns out you did it yeah. turns out
1: I did yeah, it turns yeah, out yeah. I, did, I did thank <laughs> you I hope you can come back soon I it's great so. to see you back in thank the UK you. and let's have a UK edition of Queer Eye yes please and yes. let's have a celebrity edition of Queer Eye you should host it with us <gasps> I'm technically straight
0: yeah uh, we could pretend y- everyone's a little bit queer I guess of course y- it's not called Gay Eye
1: no, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah.
1: Good point, you really called me up on that one. And I'm glad yeah. you did. Yeah. So, yeah,
3: well,
2: I,
1: I am definitely up for that. All right, great. All right, see you soon. Thanks. Thank you very much indeed.
2: <laughs>
3: The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky.
2: Virgin Radio. From Emily in Pankhurst to a fairy godmother, our next guest can do it all. Here to tell us about the new cast recording album from the musical The Drifter's Girl, this Western wonder will keep this fire burning. Don't make this a shoulda, coulda, woulda. Listen up and give it up for the sensational Beverly Knight.
4: Beverly, Beverly, <laughs> Beverly, Beverly, <laughs> Beverly, 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 Knight. How you doing? I am good. That's an intro and a <laughs> half. I know. Oh my God! <laughs> we do things properly around here. You clearly do.
1: So, let, we'll get to the and school in a bit. But yes. how are you?
4: I am a little tired. You're just a little
1: tired. The busiest person in show oh business. Oh
4: my God! We do, um, we do lots of uh, shows in the middle of the week, and yep. uh, that's why my eyes look a tad blurry. But, okay. uh, <laughs> but I'm good. I'm so good. this
1: is in the theatres.
4: Yeah, this is theatre world now.
1: The theatre world, and you love doing theatre.
4: I do, I do. I've done theatre since I was, God, five. Yeah. Was, wow. yeah and, wow. What and was all that? What, way, was,
1: what was that when you were five?
4: Oh, my God. I did a... The first show I ever did was a Christmas show... Mm-hmm. And um, I couldn't even tell you the name of the show now, but I played a character called Peter the Reject Eater who worked for Santa Claus and had to sing a little solo um, who destroys all the toys that are no good. Go on then, give, <laughs>
1: give us a blast of it.
4: Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> no, no.
1: I wouldn't do that <laughs> to you, I wouldn't do it. We were talking, me and Sophia, early in the week about musical theatre. Yeah. Um,
5: theatre.
4: You have to
1: say all. it like that.
5: don't
1: you? <laughs> theatre. And I was saying that I'd quite like to do it. Right, because, you'd be great. Well, I don't know if it'd be great because you would. I'm, but what I think I'd like about it, I love this job
4: because
1: mm. of the routine, the coming yeah. into work. But I love my other job because uh, I don't know if you know, but I'm in a band.
4: Oh, really.
1: I love. Yeah. God,
4: <laughs> I love. I
1: love that job for the adrenaline burst of performance, totally, which is fantastic. It's mm. life affirming.
4: Yeah, but, it, it is.
1: When you've got a job like ours, you have no need to go bungee jumping or anything like that, do oh, you?
4: Completely. Yeah. Completely. On
1: holiday, people say, Do you want to go jet skiing? I'm saying, No. No. I'm a performer.
4: Yeah, get I, on stage. I get that buzz.
1: Exactly. Um, but so if you could combine the both, going to a theatre every day and performing, it must be marvellous. Is that is, is that the best thing about it?
4: Do you know something? You you've really nailed it there, because you do that that routine of, of coming in, knowing what you're doing mm. and just it's the same every day, pretty much. You yeah. know, we, you know. Until um, you get on stage. Until you get on stage, and then yeah. the nuances and everything kick in. And mm. um, but it's a great buzz. You know, the lights come up, everybody's into it, and and they're they're following you every single step. Obviously, you're not you, so it's you're playing a character. But you do get that same kind of ooh, that drive. You know that that. Russia feeling but then you're in a routine it's it's really good and you're working with other people it's i mean you know about that because you're camaraderie. obviously the... yeah but
1: that's I've been, right i've been, I've been doing been that Japan. with them for like 20 25 years <laughs> it'd be nice every six months to get a new line <laughs> <laughs> no I went, see, I went to see moulin rouge on monday and oh yeah i was watching it i was enjoying it mm. but i was jealous of the people on stage, not because of what they were doing, but I just thought, what a great life. And they look yeah. like, even you could tell on stage, were having fun off stage as yeah. well. And yeah. that really comes across, doesn't it?
4: Yeah, it, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, uh, you know, I go and see shows as well. Yeah. And um, um, the last show I went to see, um, I went to see Get Up Stand Up and just Oh, is thought, it good? Is it good? It, it is good. Yeah, good. It is good. Yeah. Um, Nice to see authentic Jamaican accents on stage. That was lovely, <laughs> um, and and everybody's just loving their their, their absolute lives on stage, and um, and and it does permeate into the into the performance. It's just it's just fun. It really is. I mean, don't get me wrong, you're knackered at the end of the day, <laughs> but not lying. It's but worth yeah. it
1: though, isn't it? It is. It is worth it because isn't it amazing how you can wake yourself up like two seconds before you walk out, yeah, and then the moment you're there, it all Bang. Comes back
4: yeah, absolutely. So
1: let's get into this thing. Tell me all about it, the Drifters' girl.
4: So, the How Drifters' did it start? girl. It's um, it was the idea of um, a woman called Tina Treadwell. Her mum mm-hmm. and dad actually, um, Faye Treadwell, who I play. Mm-hmm. Um, took over the management of the Drifters, who were managed by her father, George Treadwell, Mm. before he suddenly died in um, 1967. And she did something which women, frankly, didn't do back then, and definitely not women of colour, um she managed the group she took over the reins on her own and uh, turned them from being this respected well-loved kind of old-school do-what band into global superstars and uh it was a fight all the way and every step of the way um so we portray her life obviously um you know, with the music of the Drifters as well. Uh, and it's just great fun. There's a lot of laughs in it. A um, lot of serious moments as well. Uh, but, you know, it, it's such good fun. It
1: really is. There are so many great stories out there you know, left untold, aren't they? So yeah. how, how did you come across this one?
4: Um, the I'll be honest, the producer of the show, Michael mm. Harrison, um, said he wanted to develop this show with me in mind, which I was like, oh, my God, thank you, and... Um, because he felt that everybody kind of knows the story, knows the music of the drifters, not the story of the drifters, but no one knew the story of Faye Treadwell. Um, So he just thought that'd be a really interesting way to have the music, you know, celebrated, but, also have this absolute trailblazer celebrated at the same time. Thank yes. you
1: so much for coming in and telling us about The Drifters' Girl. You are welcome. I can't wait to see it. Royal Box, please. Yes!
4: Oh, uh, you out. i out. Actually,
1: my favourite place to sit in the theatre is uh, Top Circle, front row.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love I it level, there. And yeah. then
1: it's not that expensive. No. Yeah, so no. that's my top tip.
4: Oh, Where can tip. we see
1: it and when?
4: Right now at the Garrick Theatre. Yeah. And, um... I'm there till the 2nd of Ju- July, but the show will just roll on and on and on. So. And
1: I can't recommend the album enough. Drifter's Girl cast album, out Friday the 6th of May. Upcoming single, Harlem Child, 20th of May. And Drifter's Girl, out now at London's Garrick Theatre. Tickets available at nimaxtheatres.com. Beverly Knight, National Treasure. Aww. <laughs> Thank you, Beverly. <laughs> The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky
2: Virgin Radio.
1: You're listening to the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky on Virgin Radio. I'm Ricky Wilson. Sophia Franklin's there, and we've been joined by Charlie Simpson, one of the only three men in the world who can say he was in Busted.
6: Hi, how you doing? How you, how you doing, right? Ricky? I'm good, thanks, mate. It's been a while since you've been in Busted. It is, yeah. It's been well. We we, we did we did we did a couple of um, we did actually some shows in 2019 because we. Um, yeah, we, we did like two got back together in 2016 and then did a couple of albums. But yeah, it's been, it's been uh, about four years now since the yeah. show.
1: I saw, I saw you when you came back. I saw you at Albert Hall. Did you? It was good, that.
6: Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, was yeah that, was, that was actually it's one of my favourite venues to play that. It's fantastic, isn't it? I forgot to do your big intro. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you did this yesterday, Charlie. It's nothing personal. Well, it's well, well, new
6: to I'm me. I'm offended,
1: I'm offended. Well, we've got a big intro written. <laughs> no, and Sophia's more offended than you are. <laughs> Sophia, would you like to do your big intro?
2: teenage pop sensation to his own solo creations this singer-songwriter is prepared with tunes up until the year 3000 his new album hope is a drug is out now and he's brought his dulcet tones here today as you've already heard it's
6: the lovely charlie simpson hurrah so charlie though i must say the album was put back it's out on friday now on friday now (laughs) (laughs) What's your fourth solo album it is yeah how many busted albums were there uh four so equals well then there's four fight star albums as well all right! Wow, so, yeah. so you've made that many albums. Yeah, that's a lot of albums. A it lot is. Lot of, that's a lot of content. It is a lot of content. Well, I, did, I started when I was sixteen, so had quite a, a fair, a fair go at it. But it's um, yeah, man. It's, I've been very lucky to be able to, you know, have the opportunity to make lots of different things. Well, you think by this time you'd sound jaded. <laughs> and bored of it
1: but I listened to this album three times Did you? the last 24 hours oh that's awesome hours. and um,
6: uh, I, I really love it and you do sound you sound younger and more excited than ever oh thanks Ricky that's <laughs> really lovely to say um, yeah I mean I, I guess there was a sort of renewed enthusiasm for this record because I sort of um, produced a lot of it myself yeah. uh, during lockdown and I think that sort of Added back that sense of I'm doing this for the first time thing, you know, when you first right. get into a recording studio. Even well, though I've been in lots of recording studios,
1: I did notice the lack of guitars.
6: Yeah, I think, yeah, I did notice the lack of quality in the production. No, no, no. <laughs> no, the
1: production, the production is amazing because it's hard to get good production with guitars. Yeah, yeah. But I know that the piano's there.
6: Yeah, yeah. No, no, like, I, I, I did deliberately sort of take stuff out this time because I often use instrumentation as sort of a bed and a almost a crux. And I thought, you know what? Let's just strip it all back and be more vulnerable, which I think. Well,
1: there record. is nothing to hide behind. Your guitar's not there. You're on the front cover. Yeah. It's just your not name. Not many drums. It's just your name. Yeah. So it's really honest.
6: Scary. It is. It's but definitely the most vulnerable record I've released and um, one of the most personal. So I can't wait for people to hear it, man. So, because I was listening, and especially the first half of the record, I was really relating to as a
1: guy that's been in a band with someone that left the band. Yeah. Right? Not, I'm not saying you're the guy like that left that. Because I was thinking about him Right. When I was listening to these songs, because although it's like love songs, I was thinking, "Oh, you're kind of going. Oh, I've I've made mistakes, but we're alright now." Yeah. That. was there an element of that, or is it literally, you
6: know, relationship? You know. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely it was definitely it's definitely more. Um, I think relationship driven. But then, you know, I I to be honest, I look back at my life and I don't have any. Um, Regrets, I don't think, which is as re- you
1: say in sliding doors,
6: yeah, yeah, exactly, there exactly, you go. exactly so right. Are,
1: uh, I've listened, yes, you have
6: listened, <laughs> you have listened Ricky. Um, yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, me leaving Busted was was a, a good thing only because it's, it's, um, we, I don't think we would have got back together again had I stayed because I just wasn't in the right mind right. frame to stay. And, um, you know, I think that when I look back at my career, I've, I've pretty much, um, stand by all decisions I've made thus far. Could yeah. make some could make some dodgy ones yet to come, but we'll see. Every decision leads you to where
1: you're supposed to be. Exactly, which is the that's the last track on the album Sophia.
2: You've done your research. I'm impressed. It's, yes. It's fantastic.
1: Oh no, you just listened to the first and last one. I'm talking <laughs> <about them two. laughs> Saying that note, now my three favourites. <laughs> I did say this right because I listened. To, I listened to the album three times, and now the 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 triple hitter of four, five, and six. With the single, yes, first, and then twice, which I yeah thought, twice. You I See, thought, that's one of my favourites on the record. I thought twice should be the single. Really? And then I was like, this should be the single, and then I got to the next one, I see you. Yes, and so I was that, like, this, you I mean,
6: do it. yeah. So that was the first song I released, and that was um, that was the sort of biggest change in sound. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad you like twice. That's, I feel like that's. I think I'm going to open with that on the tour. I in think May. You
1: should. Yeah, it's, it's, it's triumphant, and I really like the sound of the record. If we can get into that, yeah, great. Uh, so you say you did it mostly yourself. Is that is that what you've always done? Or is no, that... it's the
6: first time. Cause right. Basically, I was g- due to go and to record the record in twenty 29- nineteen. Uh, sort of late twenty nineteen. Obviously, mm. the co- COVID pandemic happened, <laughs> um, and I just basically decided to build my own recording studio and sort of really learn the production side of stuff. And I did have collaborators um, that I worked with, but it's, it was very much mainly done by me. And so. do you
1: think you just picked this stuff up by osmosis, or did you really sit down with
6: ducks? Honestly, I did, I did like, um, mixing engineering courses, um, sound really? engineering courses. I would, literally was just, like... Fevered away in my in my in my, my my wife barely saw me. Honestly, I've like I've taken on all this new skills and knowledge over he the last was, three
1: years. He was one of those people, Sophia, that had a, a productive lockdown.
2: <laughs> oh, Charlie, but uh, us all to shame.
1: <laughs> I just made videos and never put them on TikTok. We got embarrassed at the last minute. But oh. no, I do love the sound of it. And there's some things that probably were born out of necessity, which make it sound so um, unique. Like obviously, it's just your voice. Yeah, and I noticed that there's a sound across the whole album where you've kind of got backing vocals that are a little bit kind of like affected like vocoded and yeah, like yeah, that. Vocoder, yeah. was that just to create a different kind of like because you, you're on your own you needed someone else
6: yeah I'm, I've always been a sucker for the vocoder ever since I heard Imogen Heap um, yeah. um, what's that song called uh, Hide and Seek I just I've always loved the vocoder and um, yeah I don't know because I, I, my last uh, my first two solo albums um, were more sort of the Laurel Canyon big harmony, me stacking myself yeah. up, and I sort of wanted to do something a bit different for this time. So I thought if I, and it's a bit more electronic, so I thought the vocoder would be a nice, uh, yeah. co- you know, compliment to it.
1: I, I love the album. I, I thank I you can't so much. Say, I can't tell everyone to go go out listen to it. It's out this out Friday, this Friday, twenty second of April. Single "Good to Love" is out now, and you tour? You got a tour? Uh,
6: I have got a tour. It's starting on the tenth of May at London Lafayette, and it goes all around the country, doing about fourteen shows. It
1: does, yeah. Newcastle, Glasgow, Norwich, Leeds, Birmingham, Portsmouth, right Oxford, Bristol, Swansea, Stoke, Manchester, Dublin. Where can we get tickets?
6: Uh, you get tickets on all your your normal Just ticket outlets. Google Charlie Simpson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Live Nation, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And,
1: uh, and and Google him and get the album.
6: album Friday. Yeah.
1: and uh, I love it. Thank you, guys.
3: Thank you, Charlie. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky.
2: Virgin Radio. Vroom, vroom, shake, shake the room. The Thank F1 you. is back for round four and we are all here for the thrill. Here to rev us up for this weekend's Emilia-Romagna Grand Prix, which is live and exclusive on Sky Sports F1, is our very own Italian starion. Yes, it's crafty. Yeah, Starian! Stallion.
1: Well <laughs> she was so worried about getting... <laughs> Emilia-Romagna wrong. She I said, said italian
3: yeah.
1: He's I have the medallion. same problem. What? I have
3: the same problem. That's, that's why I say Imola rather than Amelia romagna It just I sounds know. like a, a, a pasta dish, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, she's what would problem. you like, sir?
3: She's... I'll have an Amelia romagna <laughs>
1: <laughs> And I read it as a grand pricks. I've heard all, all sorts of unnecessaries. Uh, so what the headlines? What's going on to this weekend? Right now, Ricky, I know you're a big fan of the F1. I, don't, I, know don't, I do like been... it. I've been to loads. Have you? Which ones you come to? Oh, I've been to uh, Silverstone. Yeah, uh, I've been. I've played it, I've played at loads of them. Uh, Excellent. I haven't been abroad yet, but my friend Adrian keeps promising to take me.
3: Right. Well, he needs to take you to a race then, because it's getting very exciting in 2022. Ferrari. Remember them? Yeah. Really successful team. Been around forever. Well, they're back, ladies and gentlemen. After uh, after a few years in the doldrums. Ferrari are very much on top at the moment. Charles Leclerc leads the championship by 34 points, which is more than any driver, led the championship for the whole of last year. They've had a great start to the
1: season. David Crofty Croft was on the line from Italy and he had bad Wi-Fi in his hotel because he wouldn't spring for the premium access because you can't claim it back on expenses. Isn't that right, Crofty?
3: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you got me on one there. Well done.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have to put in your credit card details and that's dodgy. Yeah, never doing
3: that, no, hotel again. <laughs> not, since, not since the last time. Uh, no, um, the, the Wi-Fi here, are about as reliable as an Aston Martin uh, on the Ooh. track at the moment. But, oh, I know, which is harsh, yeah. but for a team uh, with all their resources, they're struggling and such. Um uh, they've only had one car through to Q2 so far this year, which has not been good. But I think they've got a saviour this weekend, and, and that's the weather. It is raining in Imola at is the it moment. raining? It's going to rain tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, so you get to, it's going to rain tomorrow.
1: You get to travel to all these fantastic places, <laughs> and then it's raining mm. in Italy, and you probably just sit in a, a little box, a windowless box with TVs. Is that right?
3: <laughs> no, well, the TVs, this is a box, but we do have a window now, <laughs> uh, which is great.
1: <laughs> they're, wow, they upgraded <laughs> you. two
3: years... Yeah, for two years. We didn't have a window, but that was during the COVID protocols. We're back in the commentary box now. It's fantastic. And and rain is good. Uh, Rain is good when your car is not performing the way you want it to because it's a bit of a leveller. You can't go quite as fast because it's really wet on the track. Um, and the porpoising issues, the bouncing issues that have been affecting Aston, uh, McLaren, uh, also uh, uh, Mercedes as well, and Ferrari to a certain extent, won't be quite as significant here because the speeds won't be quite as fast. Um, so it's a great leveller. In Lance Stroll, Aston Martin, another guy, is brilliant in the wet. he got his only pole position in the wet and his first front row uh, in the reign of uh, Monza once upon a time as well. Uh, so for Ferrari... Uh, To go back to the championship leaders, Uh, wet is probably not what they want because they've got a significant car advantage with all the new rules and regulations. They've done a much better job over the winter. Um, I think it's going to be a lot closer in the wet this weekend. And we've also got not one, but two races this weekend. The sprint is back. 21 laps on Saturday uh, with points from first down to eight. Uh, Last year was points from first down to third, uh, which means we get two bites at the cherry. And anything can happen in a race, uh, as you well know. Lots of crashes, uh, uh, lots yeah. of action, and it's a bit of a blast around the track. So whoever gets pole yeah. by winning qualifying on Friday isn't necessarily going to start the Grand Prix out in front. So I'm hoping that we're going to get a bit of a
1: mixed-up grid this weekend. Wow. Yeah. Well, can, can I ask, can I ask you a question about the rain? Anything? Uh, well, my father <laughs> is uh, is anything. <laughs> my father-in-law gave me recently some spray to put on my windscreen that apparently you don't have to uh-huh. use your wipers as much, and the water just rolls off. And it, right, it, it, it works, right? Have you heard of this stuff? Mm. It works. No. But, have you not heard it? Oh, you spray it on your windscreen and you don't have to use your wipers. It just rolls off. And I was wondering if you could use it on your shower door, but because that would be more <laughs> useful for me. Cause- <laughs>
3: Yeah, but maybe you could put it on the visor of a crash helmet of the Formula 1 driver. Do they, that be is, is
1: it true that they have little bits of plastic that they rip off those?
3: Yeah, yeah they're tear-offs. So if you you know what happens with your car windscreen? You get bugs hitting it yeah. all the time when when you are driving. Well, the same happens to an F1 driver. So they have tear-offs and, and they rip off the visors. They'll be doing a lot of that oh. uh, where, where the rain is coming down. But I, I don't know why no one...
1: That must be fiddly with those yeah, gloves but, on. Well,
3: yeah, well, it probably is, but they 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 they've become accustomed to it. What I want to know, Ricky, yep. is why in this sport that spends hundreds of millions of pounds a year on technology and and. and technology for the future. Why no one has come up with windscreen wipers for a crash helmet? You know, oh, Why can't we
1: have that? Don't tell anyone, Crofty, don't tell anyone. So <laughs> When is it? It's Sunday uh, from 2pm on Sky Sports F1, isn't it?
3: Uh, yeah, so Sunday is race day. Mm. Uh, lights out at 2pm, uh, but we've got the sprint on Saturday afternoon. Don't miss out on the sprint because it really is an awful lot of fun. And we've got qualifying on Friday. So uh, uh, build-up starts 12 30 on Sunday, lights out at 2. Uh, the sprint race, I think that's uh, uh, half past three from uh, from memory on that one but I could be wrong uh, but we're on air on Friday from 12.30 with practice one um, can't wait if it's, if it's a rubbish weekend back in the UK just stick to the Grand Prix we'll, we'll cheer you up we'll lighten you mate.
1: you've sold it to me I'm not going to be watching Colombo this Sunday I'm watching the Grand Prix thank you very much <laughs> David good man the best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky.
2: Virgin Radio. Our next guest can teach you how to make fantastically flavoursome fuss-free food from the things in your fridge. His debut cookbook, Easy, is out now. And here to tell us all about it is the creme de la creme himself. It's superstar chef Chris Baber. <laughs> yeah,
5: Chris. Oh, quite the intro. I'll pay you for that later. Yeah. I Thank that you. One. <laughs> how are you doing? Yeah, really well, thanks. Thanks for having me in.
1: It's a pleasure. I like I like the fact you've got a new book out, and that's what we're here to talk about. Out. it's called easy on a scale of 1 to 10 how easy is it um it depends what which ends easy number 10 or number one okay because uh, me and my wife we have this thing where we go we can't really be bothered so we try and make something easy mm. and usually that's freezer stuff yeah and it's all orange
5: no it? it's so easy and people say why, why is everything easy in there and yep. I think I've tried to remove barriers to food mm. Um Number one, it's all written in easy-to-understand everyday language. If yeah. you're not a chef and you open mm-hmm. a book that said, "sortez some carrots of julienne" and you don't speak French then it's a bit of a barrier, so it's just written in easy-to-understand everyday language, all the ingredients available in a supermarket. It's not like a medieval scroll for your shopping list of a million different shops, and also easy, everyday kitchen equipment, chopping board, knife, oven, Perfect. the basics. That's
1: what I like, because sometimes you get a cookbook given to you, and it'll be you know, fancy, and then you open it up, and the list of things, you've never even heard of some, some of the things on them. Me and Grace we didn't know what a pomelo was.
5: You're asking Alexa before you've even hit the shops what it is you're buying.
1: And sometimes you think to yourself, I'm buying jars of things that I will use half a teaspoon Mm. of and will just live in a cupboard.
5: And it's a waste of money, isn't it? It's a waste of
1: money. So um, thank you for making this cookbook. And you started doing it during lockdown. And that was a point where, even though we had all the time in the world, we were trying to make things as easy as possible.
5: Well, yeah, I think we're all put into this position where even if you weren't much of a cook, you had to start to do it. You couldn't eat out. The option wasn't there and I took it upon myself to use my platform to really help inspire people and just remove any barriers and stigmas around food and just make it accessible no matter who you are, you should have access to a lovely bit of dinner every night and that is what the book's all about. Well,
1: God forbid there's another lockdown, yeah. but this is practically the perfect book for it because during lockdown we all, we, you know, dinner became mm. the focus of the day Yeah. but we couldn't go to like a little independent, you know, Chinese supermarket mm. to get the right spices or anything like that you had to just go to your big test Tesco or whatever, and shop there. Yeah. You look at me weird then, like I'd said Tesco. Am I allowed to say Tesco?
5: No. I prefer all right. M&S myself. Well, oh I mean, we damn. Yeah. But uh, you know what uh, it is. You work for m <laughs> Well, yeah, there might be a link there, but oh, um, can you get me involved in that lot? We'll we'll, we'll have a chat. Know, I've um, seen
1: Emma Willis on the adverts. I think I'll have a slice of that
5: uh, M&S chocolate the, brownie. The thing is, you know hopefully we never go back into lockdown no. but we are back into real life we're busy yeah. we're at work mm-hmm. this is for real people with real lives and it is easy you're getting from work or you've got the kids coming in from school and you actually just want to make something that's easy but delivers on flavor this yeah. is the one it's really great and i like the fact that the chapters like explain themselves so
1: yeah you can I literally mean, flick to the chapter chapter one brunch simple I love brunch.
2: Oh, yeah, the eggy bread with lemon ricotta oh. and blueberries is what I'm going to make this Sunday. Mm. I can't wait, because that's the kind of thing you would go to a cafe for, right? And you pay. And you pay a fortune. That's it. Yeah. But you can make this, and there's only one, two, three, six ingredients, mm. and then toppings on top. Chapter Fantastic. Two.
1: Chapter two, family faves. That's a good chapter. You can't go wrong with the classics, can you? No. I, I was just flicking through this, and you've got like a, a sausage tray bake with tomatoes.
5: Mm. That's our go-to. Easy, isn't it? Put the things in a tin, stick yeah. it in the oven, and yeah. what you get is like this. It's called a ribbiata sausage tray bake. So we all know that a ribbiata pasta, yeah, spicy yeah. tomato sauce. But you get the sausages, and the fat from the sausages comes out. It cooks the tomatoes. They go sticky and sweet, a bit of spice, lovely in a sandwich with some mashed potato oh, through I, some pasta, whatever you want.
1: I've been doing that with, with a mashed uh, carrot and swede combo. Mm. At the moment. I'm trying to get me five a day in, and it's hard. It's ten a day now. I have got that time in the world for that it's about 30 I think 30 a day now yeah Grace was you know every morning she's counting out blueberries <laughs> <laughs> so, doesn't have to be exact you know, yeah. just, you know don't overdo it yeah you want to turn blue like violet in, <laughs> in uh, uh, chapter 3 fake away oh
5: People, I mean that's probably my favourite chapter it's everything we love like Chinese crispy chilli beef oh, chicken yeah. tikka masala oh, let's, just stop it. let's face it that's what we actually want to eat for dinner and you can do it at home for less money and it's actually dead easy using basic stuff so just to show people how to do that, it's a great thing. It
1: is. Chapter four, one pan. Oh, we all love a one pan. Less washing say. up. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Moving on. Chapter five, feeding a crowd. Ah, oh, I, I had a crowd over at the
5: weekend. Hard work, isn't it? It is. Well, not with this book. It's not. No, oh, there, there you go. You he go.
2: sells it, doesn't he? <laughs> he knows what he's doing. He knows what
5: he's doing. Yeah. What would you say it was? Easy. It's yeah. in the title. Boom.
2: There you go. <laughs> Thought about this.
5: <laughs> chapter six, sweet. And that's what we've got in front of um, us. Good to
1: have
5: a bit of that. Yeah, dive in.
2: Oh, do you want me to serve it to you, Ricky? Yeah, so oh, no, he's like... gone in with go his in. fingers. It's all right. It's not my favourite. Do, you do you want a bit of finger? yogurt on it? No, no, I'm all right. Okay.
5: This is like a most rich, decadent chocolate and raspberry fudge oh. bounty cake. Oh, cool. I've got it there, cut up into bits, but if you've got people coming around for dinner, feeding mm-hmm. the crowd, cutting into slices, bit of creme fraiche on top, couple of raspberries, I'm, I'm all right for now, thanks. What? I'll go on then. Let me get in. I want to save more for you. Yeah you can pretend.
1: We don't, we yeah. do this a go on then, um, let's get Chris, in there. Chris, this is fantastic. And it's a brilliant book. Mm.
5: It's out now, right? It's out right now. Out well, can now. You a
2: little bit. There you go. There's a, Thank there's you. A bit. You know what
5: it tastes like. Oh, I do. I've made it a few times. <laughs> you can get it in all good bookshops. Mm. Some of the
1: rubbish ones too. Um, and uh, can you get it in m Oh, <laughs> this week you can, yeah. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. I do like an M&S. Mm. <laughs> Oh, that's
5: a good brownie, that, isn't it?
1: So, Chris, have you got anything else on the go at the moment you want to talk about?
5: Yeah, I'm announcing a big partnership uh, later on today, actually, with a big American cookware brand that are launching in the UK yeah. called Hexclad, so stay tuned for that. Nice. I've got a project coming up in Singapore with the Singapore tourism board. Oh, are you going? Yeah, I'm going in a couple of weeks, which will be fantastic. So we're just going to sort of document what is Singaporean food. I don't think there's much knowledge of it in this country. And, so, yeah... Everything's pretty
1: go for Chris Barber. Or Mm. at Chris Barber on Instagram if you want to follow him. And so you just say you're like really coming through. I'm full of brownie now, aren't I? Yeah.
2: (laughs) You've got a really um, sticky mouth.
1: Mm. (laughs) Hang on.
2: (laughs) It's been been said. Yeah. Yeah, Um, he's going to join in now. Make sure that he's with you on it.
1: But uh, you know, you're really coming through as one of the next generations of great chefs, and it's great to have you here Mm. so early on in your career. I'm just really pleased you've been in, and Mm. I love your book, and I'll be making. Everything on it over the
5: next six months. Thank you so much. Thanks, Chris.
1: The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky.
2: Virgin Radio. Millions of pounds raised, thousands of miles run. There are no roadblocks that will get in this man's way. When he's not busy organising some of the biggest global running events, he's helping millions with his fundraiser Run for Ukraine as part of Vitality London 10,000. Please welcome event director of London Marathon. It's the wonderful Hugh Brasher.
1: Yeah. Come in, Hugh. Are you there, Hugh? Yeah, good morning, Ricky. How are you? I'm very well indeed. I hear you've just got back from Boston.
7: I have. It was. A, it's a brilliant city and an amazing marathon. If you ever get the opportunity to do it, it is, uh, it's 126 years old, but it's uh, just a great city to run in, and the crowds are amazing.
1: If I ever I get the opportunity to run the Boston Marathon... I've I, I run a marathon once, Hugh. Uh, you, you did, Ricky. It, you did 2011, I believe, the London Marathon. Is it 11? Over, yeah. over a decade ago, yeah. uh, do you know the story behind it?
7: I, I probably do, but your listeners might All not. All right.
1: Well, I, I did finish it uh, in the in the in my record time of five days, sixteen hours, and fourteen minutes, uh, because I, I I didn't make it to the end, uh, and it was it was devastating. I will do a marathon again, Hugh. Um, you have to, well, you
7: have to come and do ours again, Ricky. Be, be, it is such
1: an amazing, life-affirming experience. I probably would do it in fancy dress this time, though, because I, I don't, I, I'm too competitive. I thought I could win it, Hugh. You do. Well, you get, you
7: get caught up in it, don't you? You, you absolutely do. I mean, the crowds are amazing. I think Vassos did it as a as a minion last year and absolutely loved it. Yeah. Well, so, uh, yeah, do it in fancy dress. It's an, it's another different experience. All right. Well, put me down, but you know, I, That's I, I, a I, I'll clear my diary. So, what what we're we doing at
1: the moment? What's this? Uh, the uh, the run for the Ukraine. Tell yeah, me well, about I mean, it.
7: obviously, yeah. Look, the, the, the terrible daily um, what's happening in Ukraine is is just terrible. And uh, on uh, Bank Holiday Monday, we have the Vitality London Ten Thousand, and we have a run for Ukraine wave. So, basically, you uh, your entry fee of fifteen pounds will go. To the um, disasters emergency committee, the Ukraine humane humanitarian fund, and so that money will go directly to them. Uh, you'll be surrounded by other people running for Ukraine. If you can run for charity, be brilliant. Dress up in yellow and blue. The numbers will be yellow and blue. The atmosphere will be amazing. At the head of the field will be Samo Farah. Yes. Um, so um, I'm uh, definitely at the head of the field. We're not expecting you to run that quickly, um, but. <laughs> But it it really is about coming out and doing some good, doing it with communities, getting together, and just trying to do something positive on onto what we see in in the in the terrible pictures coming out of Ukraine.
1: I know, and it's been going on for two months now. So it's important to keep the ball rolling, isn't it, and not forget.
7: Uh, it, it it really is, and you know, the more that the, the refugee situation is is terrible in terms of people going into so many other countries being displaced um the help that they need to get back on their, their their feet um is is just going to be huge in the future and is enormous now so yeah please come and run in the center of london it starts on the mall um can't be much better it goes um uh into the city of london and finishes in the front of buckingham palace so it's Perfect. it's very like the london marathon but it's only 10 10 kilometers and 15 pounds is cheaper than a bus tour around london as well so, uh, exactly, and you and you feel healthier from doing it. So it's it.
1: value for money, and 10 k, uh, it's 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 extremely doable, isn't it? It's enjoyable.
7: It, it, is, it is. It is doable, and maybe Ricky, you could come and do it. Oh, well, I, I'll, I'll yeah. challenge you. Uh, no, I do, I do, I do ten k as my run when I go
1: for a yeah. run. Uh, uh, But I have to. Grace lets me go when I go to the shops on the way, so I take <laughs> a rucksack, and on the about eight k, I go to a shop and then run the last two home. And oh, then, that's impressive. And then make her avocado on toast when I get back. Uh, yeah, that, that's good. It's the only way I can get away. I, t- I was telling a story. I took my dog for a run the other day. He did not enjoy it. Ah, uh, what uh, have you got? What dog have you got? Yeah, a Labradoodle. He's quite big, but he's, uh, he's nervous and he didn't want me to leave him behind. So he stayed with me for the 10K, but then he wouldn't go running with me the next day. He wouldn't go <laughs> walking with me the next day. And uh, now he's terrified of my gym kit. Yeah. Every time yeah. I put it on. Um, he's guarding for life. Any
7: other big things coming up in the running world, Hugh? Uh, in the world, we've got a big thing coming up in the cycling world. For those of you um, ride ride London, which is uh, London to Essex, a hundred mile um, cycle that's coming up on uh, on May the twenty ninth. Is it downhill? Um, uh, no, sadly, oh. it's not. It's not all downhill. But yeah. um, again, it's uh, hopefully raising a huge amount of money for good causes. Um, You know, these events haven't been able to take place very often through the pandemic. London Marathon came back in in October last year, and it was just one of the most life affirming occasions, I think, in the history of the marathon. It's marvellous, isn't it? Even if you get involved
1: by just standing outside a pub and cheering people on and chucking them jelly babies, it's one of the best things to be part of, isn't it?
7: It, it, yes, and jelly Babies are always needed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they, are, they are a great snack. Even if you're not running, I've got a bag open now. Uh, so remind us again, when is this? How do you get involved and what's it called?
7: Yeah, it's the it's um Run for Ukraine in the Vitality London 10,000. Mm-hmm. It's the bank holiday Monday the 2nd of May. It's £15. Go to the website Vitality London 10,000, and that's the numbers 10,000. Click on how to enter. Click on the Run for Ukraine wave. That money will go to the disasters emergency fund and uh, come and have fun, dress up in yellow and um, blue. And if you can raise other funds for that for, for for that charity, it would be incredible. And we would love to see you on Bank Holiday Monday the second.
1: Well, thanks very much, Hugh. And I'm going to be in touch about doing the marathon again. And, that uh, is brilliant. Uh, yeah, because I need to. I need. I do need to tick that off my list. Cause, yeah, I, yeah, I I did finish it, but I, I I did go. I went back to the place where I'd stopped and finished it a week later. So I which did, is I, which is brilliant. So technically, I've done it. And if, you know, if you do it at your own speed, and as long as you can commit yourself to it, it's a marvellous thing to have done, isn't it? It's a proper bucket list thing. It is. It is. So thank you very much, Hugh. Thank you. Sign up for the Run for the Ukraine wave at the Vitality London 10,000 on Monday the 2nd of May. Enter at vitalitylondon10,000.co.uk. Thanks, Hugh. See you soon.
3: The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show
1: with Sky.
2: Virgin Radio.
1: Thank you so much for listening to the Best of the Breakfast Show podcast. Don't forget you can subscribe now to never miss an episode. Chris Evans will be back on the show next week and I'll see you on stage with Kaiser Chiefs if you're coming to Virgin Radio's big thank you tour. See you next time.